Who who wraps a van? I mean, that's kind of fun, though. I mean, the, the people from, uh, what's his name, uh, Scooby-Doo would probably do that. If, th- if that's your supporting argument, mate, you've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't you be hating on Scooby-Doo now, man. Don't be hating on Scooby-Doo. Shaggy's probably pretty chill. He's probably Shaggy a chill man. He'd have a muscle oh. car. Shaggy would have yeah. a muscle car. He'd 100% a muscle car. You know Scooby-Doo has, like, a proper family. It's not just him and Scrabby-Doo. There are, like, loads of them. Well, yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> well, he's a dog, man. Of course he is. No, but they're like Dada-Doo, Mumsy-Doo, Skippy-Doo, Yabba-Doo. Like, they have... They generally no, they they have actual names. <laughs> they don't have They do not have Dabba-Doo. They do. You know they don't have Dabba-Doo. That's a different show. They don't have They have actual family members, and they show up every now and then. No, they don't. We watch Scooby Doo. The only one who okay. shows up is Scrappy. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, I like Scrappy. Anyway. If you genuinely, genuinely think there is a Scrappy Skippy Doo, just stick a link up and we'll see His it. His dad's and, name I, is Dad Doo. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I okay. think it's time to start the episode. And his cousin is Dooby Dooby Doo. No, he's just okay, not, I'm, though. I'm done, he's I'm done. Not, okay. We're done, we're done. Hello, and welcome <laughs> to another episode of The Lockdown Traveller with your hosts Ali, Zaki, and Zaim. This is a show all about travelling to new destinations, eating delicious steaks, and in Zucky's case, unnecessarily confronting messy fanboys to tell them that Ronaldo is the best footballer. Wait, wait. This week, we... Ex- <laughs> Wait, wait. I just got away with it. Wait, no, you didn't, because that's the opposite. You're the you're the Ronaldo fanboy here, not me. We know that. They're both universally good. You're the one who's like, no, no, Ronaldo, mate. Yeah, he's the best. Ronaldo's better. We, we're talking about art. You can't say that in this okay. episode. Fine, Messi's decent. He's okay. right. I'd pick him in my five aside. Um, this week we're exploring Argentina, but before we get into any of that, let's go over our usual social connects. So we are on Twitter at the LD Traveler, Facebook and Instagram at the Lockdown Traveler, and of course our blog, thelockdowntraveler.blogspot.com. So let's start with some facts, my colleagues. I don't know why that sounded like an insult. He does that. Do you know what? When I was practicing it, it sounded really wrong. What What does that mean? It means colleagues in Spanish, which is the number one <laughs> wow, spoken language. Wow. Good guess. Colleagues. How did you not get that no, one? Well, I mean, his pronunciation is terrible. It's That's colleagues. It's got a... Anyway, facts. Yes, it's got a... Okay, great. Nice one. Um... <laughs> You mentioned Messi. Yes. We're going to stick with football for a second. Okay. So, in Argentina, there is what's known as Iglesia Maradoniana, which is the church or the religion of Maradona, where they worship Maradona as their god. The footballer. Yes. Um, so, it's a, it's a okay. religion based on the fact that they worship Diego Maradona. The symbol for the church is D10S, which is Dios, which is the word for God, and the number 10 in Maradona. Um, and it was apparently some dude who was a fan in 1998. Oh, really? decided to... a fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He created it. He created this sort of religion, and it even has its own Ten Commandments. Do we read through? <laughs> All right. right. Yeah. What yes, do we please. Have? Yes, please. Okay. So you have number one: the ball is never soiled. I, 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 that one threw me off instantaneously because I have no idea what that means. Yeah. The ball is never soiled. The ball is never soiled. Okay. Uh, again. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> okay. Love football above all else. That's fair. Declare unconditional love for Diego and the beauty of football. <laughs> uh, defend the Argentina Argentina shirt. Good. This one I love. Next one. Spread the news of Diego's miracles throughout the universe. Wow. Go go okay. to Mars and tell them about his. Well, what are some football. of his miracles? 
It doesn't say. It just that's the commandment. Honor the temples where he played and his sacred shirts. Don't proclaim Diego as a member of any single team. Preach and spread the principles of the Church of Maradona. Make Diego your middle name and your <laughs> first son name him Diego. And <laughs> I love the last one. Don't live a strange reality and don't be useless. I mean, that's solid don't be advice, useless. to be honest. Don't be useless. Don't be useless. Well, that's you out, Zim. So, yeah, that's harsh. The ball is never soiled. That's you out. <laughs> the ball you out. is never soiled, yeah. I just exactly. don't know what that means. Once you, once you reach enlightenment, uh, you'll know what it means. I, I, I'm guessing this is something that's been lost in translation. Yeah, let's just leave it at lost in translation. But... Uh, it's interesting that you said that this person is asking people in their commandments to name their children Diego because okay. my fact is kind of the opposite. So you know how um, whenever you there's this, like a celebrity who's like super famous or something like that happens, people start naming yeah. their children after them. So you hmm. know the rise of the Beyonces, the Rihannas, and b- bizarrely Pitbull as well. I saw some is records there? coming out of that. Nobody's yeah, named some, those. Some poor children are walking around called Pitbull. Uh, Smith no. or Pitbull what? Gonzalez. Yes, uh, I had to go through the awful research. Pitbull Gonzalez. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad and name. And Pocahontas was another name. I mean, Pocahontas is not as bad, but yeah, but yeah. So yes, but so apparently, there's the people of Rosario, which is where Lionel Messi was actually born, uh, have been deciding that they really want to go and use the name Messi in their name and actually start naming their kids after this Barcelona legend. However. The, uh, the government, the local officials of Rosario, have actually prevented legally by passing through a law saying that you cannot name your child Messi. Um, and the reason is slightly unclear, but they're kind of, I think we can assume that they want to w- protect the identity of their most famous son, Lionel Messi. Okay. Um, however, one father somehow managed to get to the naming registrar before this law was passed and decided to name his son called Little Messi Varela. Right. Um, and there's one Messi who's playing football, and another Messi Varela who is walking, crawling uh, the streets of Rosario. Huh. Why did you make him sound so creepy? <laughs> he's crawling the streets of. <laughs> I mean, he's rocking the street edge. But yeah, there's there's two Messis uh, right now, and that's the other one. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, you're the only Messi in Rosario. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I thought I, I was like, yeah. So the name of the game is Messi. If you could ban the name, what would you net? What would you ban? I, th- I mean, I'm pretty sure they've banned Hitler. Oh yeah, no, I, I kind of guessed that. Hitler. I don't think that's what he meant. So that's not I what think I meant. He was, like, I was thinking, like, would, would Ali ban like Bill Murray or Anderson Yester? Which one would he ban? Oh, Bill Murray. Yeah, Ali's hatred for Bill Murray transcends yeah, it's, all it's, levels. <laughs> it's literally. Let me let me break it down for you. Bill Murray, Colombo, Iniesta. If you could, if you could ban Bill Murray on a tele, which one would you ban? Bill Murray. <laughs> wow. There is no answer where you can be like it's not Bill Murray. If you could ban Bill Murray, a quick answer. What would you do? Okay, it's going <laughs> okay. to be it's literally Bill Murray all the time. Or oh, even for that? Not for that one. Well, what was the other one? Cure Cancer. I, that's not a name. No, but that's not... Okay, any, sorry. Okay, all right. Let's just, anyway, let's just start. sticking with the name thing, did you know that Argentina is the only country in the world that's named after an element? After an element? I did not. Element, yeah. So it comes from the Latin word argentum, which is silver, or AG on the periodic table, atomic number 47. Uh-huh. Um, and the basic story is that in the early 1500s, there was a Spanish conquistador who'd heard of stories about this place that is rich in silver and ruled by a white king. And so he sent okay. uh, you know, a bunch of his people to go check it out. Most of them died, but the ones who survived brought back these silver trinkets that they traded for on the travels. 
And they told everyone at home there's a silver river called the Rio de la Plata, and it leads to this magical, mythical mountain that's made entirely of silver, which okay. is Sierra de la Plata. Hmm. And that eventually got translated to Terra Argentia, which means land of silver, which is where we get Argentina from. Mm. Um, so I, I obviously know what a conquistador is, but to our um, listeners who aren't as educated as me, could you mind explaining what that is? Uh, conquistador is essentially like the invader knights of the Spanish oh. or Portuguese empires. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I knew how to say that word. Um <laughs> Okay. It means conqueror. That's interesting. Yeah, I get it now. So, so it's like mm-hmm. so it's like El Dorado, but with silver. That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Yeah. That's Beautiful. that's really cool. I did not did not know that. Hmm. All the meaning of that word. Nice. Yeah, that was quite interesting. Yeah, that's all an right. actual fact. Yeah, but they're all useless facts. That's the problem. Like they're that all interesting. Useful. I haven't figured out how it's useful yet, but it is. It'll be useful in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That one so, trivia wanna... night one day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That'll be the that'll be final question on who wants to be a millionaire. Speaking of tourist advice, uh, just two random bits here, just generally. Best to go around September to April, because in June to August it can get ridiculously cold, which is a bit of a strange thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, because Argentina's bordering on Chile, right? Oh my god. It's been a while since you've done a pun, and I hated it. It has, actually. It has been a while. (laughs) 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 It has been a while, actually, Zane. I wonder why, because of course... uh, the other thing is, if you want to get around, then they've got a pretty solid public transport system. You can get a hold of what's called a SUBE card, which is the Sistema Unica de Boleta Electronica, which is basically a card. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, and you can get it from, it sounds get it pretty from cool, kiosks. Right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You can get it from kiosks and stuff, and it costs about 90 pesos, which is, what, 70p? Or, like, 90 yeah. cents or something. Wow. And you, you, get, you, can, you can use it in, like, pretty much every everything on all the public transport stuff and they'll you it's this card that you charge like an oyster effectively um okay and they have like what's called sube sub stations with it you'll see blue signs for everywhere uh they usually take cash you can download an app which is called the mercado pago but you need to connect it and activate it at a special charging station um but you can use that as well you can use cash to charge it and then yeah, you can travel pretty much anywhere. Yeah, that is super useful, honestly. Yeah, what's it called again? The Sistema Unico de Boleta Electronico. Perfect. Zane, what do you have in in Maple Land? <laughs> we have the Presto card. Yeah, okay, so Presto uh, versus whatever. Presto versus that. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a little bit different, yeah. The last thing I was going to say was if you're going to travel long distance, buses are the best option. They do have some trains, but they haven't been that well maintained. So they can pre- be quite uncomfortable. And apparently, from what I've read, is they're pretty slow. So, if you're gonna go long distance, if you have, if you've got time to go, go for it. But if you want to get stuff done, then probably head on the buses. Probably the best bet. Nice. Yeah, nice, that makes nice. sense. All right. Good tourist info. Solid gold. Uh, seal of approval there from lockdown travel. Silver nice seal one. of approval. It's Argentina, bro. Uh, it was. It's Argentina. It was pretty good. Yeah. Right, All right. Fine. Fine. Who wants to start? <laughs> who wants to start us off then? Um, I've got a very cool attraction. It's the uh, Borges Memorial Maze. No, no. It's 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 very cool. I mean, not cool, cold, but it is genuinely a really nice attraction. Um, So this is a brilliant maze that was made in honor of the surrealist writer Jorge Luis Borges. And he's basically an Argentinian writer slash poet slash translator slash philosopher. And he wrote a bunch of um, short stories that always talked about dreams and, you know, labyrinths, philosophy, libraries, mirrors, mythology. Pretty heavy stuff. Mirrors? Yeah. Is that heavy? Well, yeah, and 
in terms of concept like looking into yourself and your soul the mind the future what is time etc i just use it to put my tie on to be honest mate yeah i comb my hair <laughs> making mirrors is a job i can really see myself doing zane please <laughs> please <laughs> yeah that's um, quite good actually that's quite a good one <laughs> <laughs> anyway this dude right one of his most famous story is the garden of forking parts and i'm going to paraphrase here to save time but the general idea is it challenges our notion of lin- linear time, and it says that reality is made of infinite parts and choices that sometimes come together, sometimes diverge, and so time is like a massive web or network or a maze, and we're just constantly navigating it. So it's a maze. It's essentially a maze. There's also the idea that you know man's search for meaning in an infinite universe is ultimately pointless, but that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> for definitely. Yeah, yeah um, but anyway, back to this attraction. So, dude, the author passes away, and his friend Randall Coate wants to build something to honor him. And so he designs Randall this maze. Coat? Randall Coate? Yeah. No other questions. That's a great name. That's though. his name. I, I don't really have anything to add. <laughs> no, okay, fine. Um, but fine. he designed a maze using 12,000 box hedges spread over 66,000 square feet. And from if you look at it from the top down, the maze looks like an open book with the spine running down the center. And on the page, the hedges are sort of arranged in a way so that they spell out the name Borges. And right underneath mm. it, they've got the reflection of the name. Okay. And what's so clever about this maze is that the same hedges also spell out his first and middle name, Jorge and Luis. It shows his age when he died, 86. Um, it shows the initials of his widow, Maria Kudama. Uh, it shows two hourglasses, his walking stick, wow. a question mark, and the symbol for infinity. So there are all kinds of hidden symbols inside the maze. Yeah. And also they built a 20 meter tall tower right next to the maze. So you can climb that and then look down and actually try and spot all these different um, symbols and secrets. It is very, very cool. clever. How how did he actually like build it? And did he? Because you said the print came afterwards, right? So the uh, what's his name? Randall Coe is actually pretty well known for designing creative mazes like this. And so when he realized mm. that his friend had passed away, he's like, "I need to build something to honor him." And mm. this is what he came up. It took a while. It took a pretty long time. It looks like it. I'm just looking at this now. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'll put a link it's to the official website on the blog because they have a full list of all the symbols and what they represent. And what's really cool about the website is that the loading screen is genuinely just a maze instead of the usual yeah, spinning circle. That's pretty cool. That's, that's quite nice. Yeah, I mean, there there is other stuff here. They've got a museum, interpretive center, um, a restaurant, vineyard, parks and play areas, blah, blah, blah. But you, you're going there for the maze. I love how you blah, don't blah, even blah, beat blah. about the bush, you know, you're straight into it. You're like, yeah, about the maze. okay. No, but it is. It's It's a maze. Thing. Yeah, I'll give you that. It looks, it looks a bit like the... Did you just say what you just said? What did you say? It's a maze. Zing. Thank you for stopping the whole show to make me listen to that again. <laughs> hey man, you've got to suffer like I suffer. Okay. I, I was going to say well done, but now, now I'm not going to say that. Oh, alright. But I was going to say, look, it, it reminds me of the maze from Witcher 3. Yes. You know, that's exactly what I picked it when I saw it. This guy, did, this guy didn't um, write or Pan's Labyrinth, did he? No. Secret Garden? Uh, no, just anything with a garden. Bill and Ben and the Flower Pot Man, you're going to ask that next. <laughs> that was my next one. <laughs> that wasn't it. Maze Runner. Is that gardens, technically? I don't think so. It's got a maze, right? I suppose it's not, yeah. See what you mean. See what no, I mean. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> God.
It's you, Dex, isn't it? Yeah, it is me. It is me. I'm just trying to like see how I'm trying to connect it. How am I going to connect this in my head? You like mazes? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> no, I want to see where you were going to go with that. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What's the attraction? It's it's a town that drowned, as in Atlantis. Wait. Yeah. What? Is that that Villa Epicurean? It's the yeah. It's we actually pronounce it in Spanish. The Villa Epicurean. Yes, oh, that I don't know. That, why? I had it. <laughs> you have this. Both of you have the same. Do you not yes. do any research properly, honestly? <laughs> no, because he he wrote it differently. He wrote Atlantis. This is exactly that. why we have a shared Google Doc, so we can I see. I called this. it the Baby Atlantis. Yeah, what do you but want mine's me to called say? the Via. The actual name of what it is. That's why you call the names of what they are. I called it Baby Atlantis because it was like a small town which submerged. You guys are a waste. Okay, the actual about... link does have the name in it as well. How, how are we going to do this then? We're going to... Badly. <laughs> so gonna... Okay. Uh... Should we try and finish each other's... Uh... No, no. You... No. <laughs> just crack on. Go ahead, just... Right, so that, that's a great start. Go, go for it. Oh, right. So, the attraction which Zucky and I are now going to jointly talk about, uh, although I'm going to do most of the heavy lifting because it was my idea first, no, it um, is the <laughs> is a is a town called Villa Episuan, which is the town that drowned so for a lot of decades there was a favorite holiday destination for the wealthiest people living in argentina so the maradonas and potentially the messies of the world if it was around in 1921 yeah which it wasn't so basically it wasn't hey man i'm trying to set examples and comparables here you know but they had this beautiful exclusive village and they wanted to try and replicate what's happening in the Dead Sea in the sense that this is a retreat where the water has therapeutic effects and everyone calm and splash about and you'll be fine. Like, calm it's and splash about. <laughs> splash about. Wow, splash they're about. magic ops, are they? Okay. They, 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 they just splash about, you know. It was um, quite a fun time. It, it was fa- family friendly and it allowed visitors to get health benefits like, you know, improves your skin or reduces the arthritis stuff. Or I mean, if um, that's how they advertised it, it makes sense that it's gone under. Same. Uh, it's like it's like you know the the, the floodgates have opened. Or something. I know, I know. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's yeah. He's, he's on a roll. We'll have to talk to him after this and quash it. Yeah, that, that's um, going to make a difference. I know, I know. But yeah, this beautiful thing is three hundred and seventy miles away from Buenos Aires, and it was next to the border of La Pampa, so it became trendy as uh, when when it was there. Like we're talking. I didn't read lava. that link. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Trendy um, as. And Zaki did. Did you see the research where uh, on, on one of the websites they've got like llamas pushing little carousels and little wheelie bikes and stuff and you can like sit on a llama and it pushes you across. Are we looking at the same thing? Mine was just devastation so. and like... Yeah, this is, pre- this is pre-devastation. This is when the um, the world was happy and oh, people no, I didn't were I didn't, I didn't look at any of those. Oh, I see. So, shall I do the happy stuff and you do the dead stuff? Does that work? None of it is happy. It's happy, <laughs> it's a... man. I could... <laughs> it's All just right, not, so though, is it? A merry-go-round with llamas. What else? It's That's got llamas. It. It's got it's got a pier. It's got little um, you know that thing where you can shower after you have played around in the sea. A shower. So it's got. Out- Zaki, can you <laughs> take over, showers. please? <laughs> Outdoor showers, <laughs> which look decent enough, like they've got good water pressure. Um, you are massacring this. You are absolutely got, okay. massacring this. They've got 280 businesses, local boutiques, which uh, stood up there, had boutique hotels, lodges, guest houses, and they could serve 25,000 tourists who visited in the summer months between November and March. Suddenly, we're talking about quite a big place. And then, just like Zame's awful, awful puns, 
um, in November 1985, the dam broke because of a storm, and that just started the water rising and slowly, slowly seeping into the town. Not really slowly, actually, because I've just read the next sentence. It rose at the rate of half an inch per hour. (laughs) So how long before the whole thing was flooded? I'm not a mathematician, am I? All right. But after two weeks... After two weeks, the walls gave up for good and the locals had to be evacuated and homes and businesses were indeed abandoned. So this is the part where I would continue the story and try and put a silver lining on it. But, Zucky, do you want to make it eerie and horrible? And We can try, yeah. So after that, I think 25 years, town laid underneath. And then in 2009, for some reason, I don't know, I'm guessing from, well, something happened in the, where they began to sort of reverse and the town slowly re-emerged back to the surface. Very unexpectedly. Interesting. Um, and the whole place was completely destroyed. There was no kind of kind of plans to re redo it or anything like that. But you can visit. And it's kind of like a full... It's what Atlantis would actually be like in real life. Yes. Um, yes. So it's completely, like, you know, uh, desolate. It's a complete ghost. I think Fallout. I think any town from Fallout, basically. Exactly. Is what it looks exactly. like. You can see, like, all these... The cars and stuff rusted out from the bottom. You've got old metal metal sheets and stuff. You've got very old um, buildings that are just kind of completely eroded by the sea. It's it's basically Fallout. It's Fallout Three. It's the only mm. best way to describe it. Um, and yeah, you can basically visit it. So there's there is no a- activity at all. There's no accommodation. There's no hotels. There's nothing in there. But they do have a lot of transport in there. I think they have coaches which go daily. I think for Buenos Aires. Oh, wow. So it's, yeah. it's a pretty um, popular attraction then. It's really yeah, popular. it is, yeah. it is, and and I think you can go, you can go by buses, you can go by like taxis. I think they have a bunch of tour operators go there as well. I think the most common one that you will see is the slaughterhouse. Is that right, Ellie? There's like that's a great. big yeah, yeah. monument that's like a huge slaughterhouse that is effectively what the entrance of the town would be like, and it's pretty much exactly as you can imagine it having being... It looks like a nuclear wasteland, is the best way I can describe it, really. It, it really does. Um, and the, one of the, the funny things, funny to us now, but not funny at the time, was that the local authorities printed a lot of papers saying, take what you can carry, we need you to leave town, this town is going to disappear. Um, but they put the bundles of papers which they were going to distribute um, the next day, in one of the buildings which uh, got uh, attacked by the water first, so it all just turned into smushy, mushy <sighs> water, uh, paper, so yeah. they couldn't actually distribute the paper, so, yeah. I mean, if the house has been flooded, surely the locals will have figured it out, they don't need a pamphlet. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can London guess. flooding. But, yeah. yeah, but that's because right. London has, yeah, so that's not good. Yeah. But, yeah. apparently, you know, there's a guy still, well, I don't know if he is still there, but there was a man who returned there in 2009. Oh, seriously? His name was Pablo Novak. He's eighty. He was eighty-eight years old at the time, and he's been living. He was living there ever since. And apparently, he, um, yeah, he. There's a quote from him that says, "As long as I can walk and tell the story of my life, I will stay here in my ranchito." What a power move! I know, right? I, know. Why, I don't know if not? he's still about, but um, yeah, fair play to him. He decided to stay there, and and yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, really good collaboration for myself and Zucky. But um, just terrible. one more thing to add is that. You can do one, mate. Um, <laughs> there are there are these weird weird trees as well, which have bent over as well because of the water. I just that, that's your that that's was... your contribution. That's your. We could have hey, ended it there with the guy coming back, it. and you said there's okay. some weird trees, bendy trees in water. But I like your story. So let's with let's go with Kovac. Co- what's his name? <laughs> Novak, <laughs> Novak, Novak, Novak. Pablo, Pablo, Pablo Novak. Novak. Pablo. But that was uh, I think you know that was 
I just that gave me a nice warm tingly feeling actually. It's like he's collaborating with you. We should do that more often. You should never do that again. Okay, you should never do that again. Moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> moving on swiftly, rapidly. <laughs> I cannot describe how quickly. Uh, dinosaurs, gents. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Okay, right. here Who we go. Back on track. Right? If you don't like dinosaurs, I think I mentioned this before, you're a mug. Okay, so. Yep. There are 28 different dinosaurs that have been found in Argentina, some of which include the Gigantosaurus, very common, the Patagosaurus, which you guys probably have never heard of, the Saltosaurus, which they will enjoy, and the incredibly (laughs) named Argentinosaurus. All right, but are these like cool looking dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah, so so the Argentinosaurus looks like a Brachiosaurus, effectively. The long neck dude, right? Yeah, the long neck, dude, the long, wow, wow, yes. Um, the Gigantosaurus, which you should know already, which is like a baby, well, it, it, it's, a, it's a monster T-Rex. Zaki, what's wrong with the Argentinosaurus? It literally, his, his neck is as wide as his head. It's a Brachiosaurus, <laughs> what do you mean, what's wrong looks... with him? It's a dinosaur. It looks so what wrong. What do you mean? Like a Diplodocus um, is like a really small head and a really tall, slender neck, whereas this guy it looks like a deformed Diplodocus. Have you never seen a Brachiosaur? Okay, all right, let's let's um, not. And there's a and there's also a, another Saurus, which is like a raptor. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's that's what it's known as. But anyway, anyway, twenty eight different um, species of dinosaur found in this place, right? Is the guy still, oh, still there? He's still with me? Yeah. No, Sorry, okay, I'm still with <laughs> What are you looking at? Have we lost it? The Argentinosaurus. <laughs> it just looks like a normal dinosaur. He really doesn't. Yeah, that's. It just does, though. Wow. Wow. Oh wow. God. Okay. Are we, are we back? Can we, can we, can yeah, we come back, back? But mate, that dinosaur looks... It does not look normal. <laughs> Why does it not look normal? Let me just have a look. Actually, I haven't seen it. Well, I have seen it. That's a normal... <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, that's a bit... No, it looks like a pretty it much like weird, a... Man. It's an animal... Okay, all right. The point I was trying to make was that there's dinosaurs in the area. You can go visit a bunch of museums. There's about seven or ten museums where you can go and check out um, effectively, all of the things. Mate, Ali, give it a rest, son. It's a different I'm closing focus. the tab. I'm closing the tab. I'm closing the tab. Okay. Why? What? Okay. Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm guessing I know which picture you're looking at, but okay. All right. But the point is, you can go and check all these places out. It's a massive, um, major site for paleontology. Uh, the main place that I want to talk about was the Villa of the Dinos, which is called the Chocon, I think. Um... And it has like one of the, it has like most of the rarest findings in Patagonia, nice. um, and I think it started in like 1987, which is quite recent to be honest. Yeah, it's with pretty you. recent. Yeah, like where the studies actually sound, but they still found a ridiculous amount of dinosaurs. I think they found uh, another dinosaur that was like 15 meters long. One of the one of the largest ones that they found. Oh wow! What, um, what was that place where the with the breakdancing dinosaurs? That was Bolivia, I think. Well, it was right. Japan, where they have the Velociraptors in the hotel. Yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense, because Bolivia and Argentina are pretty close. Yeah, South America is quite big for the for dinosaur kinds yeah, of memories. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like I said, the, the Gigantosaurus was the largest carnivorous dinosaur, I think, or one of them, which is what they found over there, which is pretty cool. And they have the kind of footprints preserved still there, um, all the way around the area, so you can literally go and have a walk around there. You're probably going to stumble across some some form of 
dinosaur footprints or tracks or fossils or something. In fact, there's actually, I think in 1987, the place has actually been now named as the Valley of the Dinosaurs, which is, I mean, a pretty... Yeah, that's, okay, that's, that's a good name. Cool. That's yeah. an apt name, yeah. Are you back now? Yeah, that was like, that was, that was pretty good, apart from that, whole, that picture, which let's not even I don't there. understand what's so wrong with it. Because the neck it, is so it, fat. <laughs> the neck is so fat. Your neck shouldn't like, be as wide as your head. It's It doesn't look exactly. good for a dinosaur. Bro, exactly. A di- what do you mean? Your neck shouldn't be as wide as your... Head. Yes. Okay, let's, let's just move on. Let's just let's just move on. We've never seen a plesiosaur. Okay. Mate, you could be saying any old like random word and just add saurus okay. to the end and pretend it's a dinosaur. Yeah, no, but that's not okay. Assault, let's just, let's just... Assaultosaurus. Like, that's yeah, that's what thing. it's called. <laughs> It assaults like it's, no, it's called assaultosaurus. It's, no, it's called saltosaurus. Oh, saltosaurus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that makes a bit. Oh. You forgot about Alvarezosaurus. Oh God. Um, if you don't want to look at fossils and you actually want to see something living and the evolution of dinosaurs, I need to tell you this next story. So you need to go to a place called Ushaya, which is the southern part of Argentina. Ushuaia. Is it called Ushuaia? Yeah, I think so. Ushuaia. It's the southern part of Argentina, and there's even a sign which says Fin del Mundo, which means the end of the world. Ominous. Yeah, you have to. You can fly to Ushaya. There's an international airport there, um, and there are non-stop flights uh, from Buenos Aires and stuff like that. Or you could take a daily bus where you can go uh, and take. It takes about eight hours to get to a place called Punta Arenas, okay. um, and this is the part where you get to see some actual penguins. Penguins. Right. Penguins. What type of penguins? Uh, so, oh, so you go there in November and February, and this is where you will start seeing... Uh, where has it gone? I saw this earlier. Oh, so you got the Magellic, Magellanic penguins, the ones which just, you know, they, they look all right. The ones who, you know, the one in uh, Night at the Museum, the one which swim oh, around. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah those, those ones. <clears throat> so they, they, they can greet you when you're there. Um, you then get to see some of the Gentoo penguins, which imagine the happy feet one, the one with the weird eyebrows. Yeah. You know, the penguin with the weird eyebrows. Mate, those are the standard penguins. Those are the standard penguins, aren't they? No, it's just a it's a penguin with a weird eyebrow. It, it, with white, tufty eyebrows, like owls. But And then you get to see the actual penguins, which are the king penguins, uh, which is just loitering around there as well. So you can essentially just go there, um, and you can go and play tag with them, or take pictures of them. Hold, hold, hold up. You can play tag with them. Yeah, apparently if you go up to one and tap one on the shoulder, they run after you, which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> nice. So yeah, yeah. So apparently, you're not supposed to do that, but the tourists do, and some of the locals kind of encourage it to go at least go up to the penguins and like tap them or touch them on the shoulder and see what happens. And they genuinely will sometimes run after you, or they'll just ignore you and go to sleep. But yeah, there are a lot of penguins which I just did not know in Argentina, and you can actually go there. And uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't expect yeah. that to be honest. But why is it called no, the looks, end of the world? It's literally the uh, the southern point of Argentina, so it's really far, and you would only go there. Um, to go look for the, these penguins because there's nothing else really apart from a small gift shop uh, and then just and it's not even like snowy i'm looking at a picture right now it's just a it could be the midlands um in, <laughs> in, on one of the side, side roads and then you've got, just got penguins loitering about so nice no shortage of penguins i don't know i don't know why i didn't have penguins in my head for argentina but there you go. no neither, neither yeah. did I. I mean, when i read it i had to read it twice so i thought that somebody was just mugging me off but no genuinely there are penguins in argentina no, that was happening to you just ignored it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that was that was pretty cool actually. Yeah, I like that. Who doesn't like penguins? Nice. Everyone likes penguins. Not everyone likes dinosaurs, it seems. But okay. I like dinosaurs, but I just it's not that good dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means, but let's let's okay. All right. If we've got time, I just want to quickly mention some movies. 
Go for You've it. got time, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, I, I don't have a lot, to be honest, like one sentence, but lots of movies have been filmed in Argentina, including Kingsman, which I didn't expect. Oh, really? Uh, King- the Revenant. I don't know which part of Kingsman, but it was filmed there, bits of it. We also have The Revenant with DiCaprio. Yes. Is that the one where he eats a bear? Or he something? doesn't eat a bear. But yeah, that's the I one with him and a bear. I haven't seen that. He, no. That's the one he, he got an Oscar for, isn't it? I know, but I'm surprised Imagine by that. Imagine getting it for that instead of The Departed, right? How did he not get it? Or Shutter Island. Island. Like, there are so many other yeah. good movies. Or Inception. Yeah. They also say oh, that yeah, the okay. fourth Indiana Jones movie was filmed there, but that's complete rubbish because there are only three Indiana Jones films, so exactly, I don't know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I, I was expecting some more from that, but um, you know, yeah, no, I didn't didn't have much for that one. Yeah, I mean, you could have googled a little bit further. Oh, I'm sorry with your underwater that... Atlantis failure. Hey, the fact that Zakia and I came up with the same thing shows how good it is. Okay. Yes. And neither exactly. one of you could yeah. do it justice. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, 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 now listen, it's better than saying there's a film. It's there. That's pretty exactly. much all you, you didn't even like exactly. try. Exactly. You didn't even, you didn't even try. Pretend. You could have just pretended to be like, oh, that underwater scene where the. No, yeah. Like, you could have made it up. I, I actually respect our listeners, you know? I want to be honest with them. Lazy. It's all yes. un- unsaid. Yeah, that, yeah, Lazy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's right. He's right. Special mentions. Zayn, you can redeem yourself. Special mentions because we are almost at the end of the episode. So can I quickly start and show you how it's done? <laughs> there's a. Um, <laughs> there's a. Uh, a house which is made out of rubbish. Um, you can go see that, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, somebody called Alfredo Santa Cruz and his family decided that it's a really good idea to create a house made out of plastic bottles. And he used plastic bottles and, you know, those terracotta and the one where you get milk in, the weird terracotta and things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, he used that for the roofs. He used plastic Coke bottles, 1.5 litres for the, 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 the turrets uh, and the, um, the pillars and the walls. 1.5 litre Coca-Cola bottles. He used 140 CD cases and plastic bottles and Tetra Pak cartons. And what else did he do? 200 bottles to make armchairs and a bed. But the bottles, wouldn't they wouldn't they creak? Yeah, I was thinking like that, constantly. Yeah. yeah, he's taped them together or something. Oh, yeah, because that's going to stop it. Well done. <laughs> it's just, uh, just, just, just take, take okay, a look at it. I, I was personally he... don't get it. Is it like an art exhibition type thing? Is that what he was trying to do? Or was it, is he actually like homeless or like what? No, he's not homeless. He has a very loving and happy family who aren't very loving or happy anymore because he made them live in this house. But, you uh, know, he was sane. He was normal. He was happy. Uh, he just decided that he could use the bottles for something other than bottles. So uh, decided to do that. And apparently it's a tourist attraction and you can get tourist um, like souvenirs and stuff, which are literally, and I'm not even making this up, empty bottles of Coca-Cola. Have yeah, they pay for that. I, I, I'm looking at the pictures, and the house itself is pretty nice. Like, I, that's not what I expected when I thought it was... It's trash. Like, right? yeah, a trash house out of bottles. I expected No, I mean, it's, it's organized, but this, but is, this it, is really nice. It's trash. Is it really nice, though? It's really nice, considering it's made out of trash. But yeah. Check it out. Special mentions. Any other special mentions from yourselves? Okay, yeah, I've I've got one, which is El Viejo Hobbit, which is the old Hobbit, and it's basically a restaurant slash pub that looks like it's pulled straight from the Shire. Love it. So nice. you've got the cool rustic look. You've got the nice circle door. The inside looks exactly like the pub in the Shire, and in the back garden, there's also a Hobbit-sized replica of the actual restaurant. Um, as a playground for kids, which is pretty cool. Wow. The, according to the website, the old Hobbit is for those who want to discover the magic of a corner where time stood still, which is nice. That's nice. Yeah, they, they serve I like that. fondues, pasta, meat, beer, and they focus on cheese a lot, which 
which is interesting. Nice, nice. I could do with some pasta right now. Yeah, but it looks yeah, like a super chill. Good. Nice, relaxing place. Cool, hmm. cool. We, you sh- I should have gone first, really, but... <laughs> what do you are? Yeah. Well, well, I have the Museo de la Plata, which is a museum. Um, that's about it. <laughs> Seriously? Well, it's considered... Uh, okay, well, it's, it's apparently one of the best museums in the whole area, and it has replicas of a whole bunch of different marine life plant life it has a blue whale it has well it's kind of a blue whale it has you can eat the food well not eat but it has like a stuff of all the foods that native people used to eat it has loads of algaes and like shrooms and it has a scot it has some sloth like ancient replica sloths i'm not doing this any justice now it has you an know, egyptian but the, room the ancient sloths were massive right yeah i was just about to say they're, they're the huge ones right yeah oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're ridiculous like i'll try to find some uh <laughs> Trying to find some like actual scales of this, but yeah, the 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 ancient sloths are ridiculously. I think they're called like Megathor or something like that. I can't remember what they're called, but they're like they're twelve feet tall, man. Yeah, those things are massive. Those historic sloths are monsters, and sloths skeletons are creepy anyway. But yeah, they're monsters. Yeah, um, but I think they're like something like fifty million years ago or whatever. But anyway, so there's that. Um, I think tickets there are something like. They're 200 pesos, which is, what, $10? Maybe about £7. Um, okay, and best okay. thing, children under 12 go free. Ali must be placed. And, and, Ali, for you, retirees and pensioners with ID go free. So that's you in. They that's have, okay. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, students go free and people with disabilities go free. And, yeah, they, they've got quite cool stuff. They've got, like, audio guides. They've got maps. They've got... Uh, I think it's part of the actual... It's like if, if we've reached audio guides and maps... It's, wait, wait, oh, it's part, it's part of the, the, universe, it's part of the, the university, so they, and they have exhibitions like all the time going on. Uh, I've heard it's one of the best things, and they've got like a bunch of different things for kids to go to, so they have like th- things for little kids, things for little people, they have stuff for um, actual university students' education level stuff as well, so it's, there's quite a lot of stuff going on all the time. Uh, so that's probably worth, worth checking out. And then the other one is apparently the... The, the catchphrase is if you only visit one glacier visit this one it's uh <laughs> wow oh my <laughs> it's God. perito moreno um which is one of the well, i think it's the only glacier which is growing apparently because it's and it was named after the 19th century explorer and it's a 19 mile long um glacier which you know rises about 240 feet above the water every it like, continuously rises um and it's weird because it's it's part of the the sort of Austral Andes, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, but then the glacier's yeah. moving, so it can't it itself isn't. Hmm. It's um, a separate yeah. thing. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but it's 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 pretty cool. Like, I I've already done it justice very well, but you look at the pictures, it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. It's like a hundred twenty one square mile of sort of massive ice. And do you know why it's grow. getting bigger? Climate change, mate. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> the science section. Okay, no, that's uh, no, that's actually it's classed. Yeah, so stick some pictures up because yeah, that that didn't. Yeah, send Thanks. some stick some pictures up on the blog because that looks interesting. I just can't picture it in my head just yet. Um, right, so we are now at the end of the episode. So episode thirty, well done both. Um, thank you to all of our listeners as always, and please do follow us on the socials. Watch out for our next episode on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and all the other lovely things. Um, gentlemen, we get there in the end. I'll see you at the next one. <laughs>